the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Stock markets at all-time highs again. Hopefully your 401k is feeling a little bit of love. I always have seminars coming up. Don't forget you can sign up for them by going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and signing up um, using the code RADIO25, RADIO25. Don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing seminars. Working on some new ideas out there right now that I uh, hope I could throw out you in 2018. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, the most expensive apartment rental two-story penthouse with a heated, heated rooftop pool, $100,000 a month to rent a house, an apartment in LA, $100,000 a month, brand new, 18,000 square foot penthouse spans the top two floors of the level building in downtown LA. It houses one, two, and three bedrooms, uh, fully furnished apartments. Pretty elegant. Um, I mean, it's pretty elegant. So, but $100,000 a month, where do you draw the line? That's always going to be an important question when you try to figure out values of things. Um, you know, it's got a great school district, but for a hundred thousand dollars a month, you can you can buy a school. You could put teachers on payroll and have your your kid tutored by like Harvard professors, right? So, at what point do you draw the line? And I think that's the big question when it comes to real estate. In the current iteration that we're in at this point in time is where do you draw the line? Interest rates, you're seeing the economy come, uh, corporate America's just kicking off great profits, right? And you're seeing Wall Street hit all-time highs. You should see higher interest rates. I'm surprised that we haven't seen higher interest rates. We are in a period of time that uh, there's not a lot of inflation, but we have asset inflation, right? Houses are at all-time highs. Stock markets are at all-time highs. Uh, but we're not getting a lot of price inflation in our, our day-to-day life, um, and interest rates are, are stubbornly staying low. I say that because if you're a saver, if you're an old man uh, who goes to the bank and you I want to put my $100,000 in the bank and get a good rate of return, I want to get a CD that I can trust. 
uh, you're not getting a good rate of return. You're getting basically less than 1%. Um, and that doesn't keep up with other things of inflation in an old man's life, like the cost of health care and the cost of housing. So uh, we are in a problem with interest rates. And uh, it, does it end badly? I think it can. I see way too much confidence tied towards uh, the way we used to make money. Isn't always going to be the way we make money going forward. Tony Mendez, Bay Area com. Uh, how's the mortgage market handling the slowly moving interest rates higher? They are moving higher on a year-over-year basis, but it feels pretty slow. Yeah, they're, the rates are a little bit lower than they peaked out earlier this year. Uh, but if you look at the overall trend, they are increasing. And, and we've kind of been saying this for the last couple of years. Oh, we expect rates to go up, and then Trump comes in, and they, they spiked. And then we really didn't see a lot of his ideas come to fruition as quickly as we wanted. And then everything toned down. The, the, we still had the asset purchase programs from the ECB in Europe. And we see, we're seeing that wind down as well. But rates actually kind of dipped again a little bit. Uh, so it's it's we're following the trends in real estate more on the inventory side, which is driving home prices. And we're just saying that interest rates are just a, a benefit and another driver of, of people sitting on the sidelines getting into real estate and trying to get that you know dream home. First time home buyers are really having a, a, a struggle right now because a lot of repeat buyers are pulling lots of equity out of their houses that they're selling and then they're, they're going into the more desirable homes. So it's, it's an interesting market, but interest rates are, are still 2% lower than the historical average and a big driver behind real estate right now. The old adage of when's the best time to buy a home, um, I would say if I were to give advice to my younger self is when you can afford one, uh, when you know you're going to be in an area for a period of time that you're comfortable with, which it, it didn't work out that way. Sometimes I bought a home and then I moved and I, I still did well. It's not supposed to work like that. Between October and December each year, starter home inventory in the U.S. gets a 7% boost, according to some new data from Trulia. In 70 of the 100 largest U.S. metros, the number of starter homes on the market reaches its annual peak during this time, between October and December. Um, probably a lot to do with homes are being finalized and, and built, and the summer months turn into the winter months, and the winter months turn into rain or snow, depending on where you live. A starter home, according to Trulia, is any home listed under $232,751, uh, based on the weighted averages of 100 of the largest metro areas. Uh, the next tier up, which are called trade-up homes, are anywhere between 232000 and 360000 That is a cardboard box in San Francisco. It's a down payment. It's a down payment, isn't it? It's a 10% roughly, right? Um, 10 to 20%, um, depending on what type of home you're looking for. So uh, first-time home buyers in particular, house hunting during peak inventory season, uh, typically you know, helps you out. So I think um, house hunting, one thing that I've learned the most is that is it takes a lot of time. Put in, put in the time and put in the effort and put in the work to really decide and find the neighborhood that you want and the type of house that you want. I think if you qualify a first-time home buyer as somebody who's already been pre-approved and they know they can buy, I think the biggest struggle they're going to find is inventory. Uh, that seems to be the theme from every realtor across the United States, that inventory is just not there to choose from. It's good to see that um you know, this is the time of the year where we start seeing a little bit more starter homes come up, but uh, it's still anemic. It's still a problem, and it's not getting any better. So, I would tell a first-time home buyer if I was looking for a house to definitely start early and don't give up and put your best foot forward, your best offer forward, 
uh, each time and be prepared to do multiple offers. Rinse are finally flatlining in San Francisco and New York City. When you we've when we've seen the S and P K Shiller index of home prices in the United States in the last year, some of the bigger cities like San Francisco and L A and New York and Boston have kind of disappeared as far as the big winners, and they've been replaced with uh, Seattle and Portland, uh, and they've started to be replaced now with Denver and Phoenix. And again, being a top twenty city in the United States, you're probably in good company. But you are seeing some bounce around from city to city as far as the the appreciation levels go. Manhattan saw a year-over-year decrease of 2% in rents. Brooklyn fell about 1.3%. San Francisco rents decreased about two-tenths of 1% year-over-year. Uh, an unremarkable drop, but a drop nonetheless. Uh, it's a lot of the new inventory entering the market. And uh, a little trip up 101 in the Bay Area. And uh, you know that final three miles as you approach South San Francisco and get into the city. Uh, you see a lot of apartment buildings, a lot of apartment buildings. The crane, <laughs> the crane, the national bird of San Francisco or the city bird of San Francisco. And just sit there with it for a second. Sit there with, oh, like a sky crane that moves things around, which is one of the things that I personally wanted. Um, this house is dope. Just a, that housing does not look attractive to me. So it's pretty packed in there. And it's getting closer and closer to the freeway to the point that Ed Lee in San Francisco has talked about wanting to tear down parts of 280 uh, that connect to the Bay Bridge and just put homes there. Yep. They talked about that in Oakland on 980 for a while. Won't happen, but how else are you going to get in San Francisco? They're not going to build another train. I like my idea of tunnels. Tunnels? Live in the tunnels? Dig dig tunnels and put poor people down there so I don't (laughs) have to see them. So. Poor people are no such, comment. Poor people are such a nuisance on the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. It is becoming more of a challenge to do a show talking about real estate and not talking about where are you going to put poor people. And, you know, I could see Jennifer Lopez and her $28 million uh, penthouse. I could see those. Those are great stories. And all I got is a chance to just say, Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, this little bleachers bringing us back from break. I'm a big fan. As I'm getting older, I no longer say that I'm, you know, in my early 40s, as I'm starting to push towards retirement, I'm still not there. I still hold on to that. I still like music. It's the one thing that I could still hold on to and say, uh, Jack Antonoff, like what he does. I wish I could do that. Like, I think all writers want to be rock stars and all rock stars want to be writers and such like that. 
It's probably the only youthful thing, youthful thing I still do. I went to a 49ers game uh, Sunday because I was in the area. And tickets are dirt cheap now because I want to see the new stadium. I want to see it in action. I was like, this isn't fun. Music still is fun for me. But I went to a professional sporting event, and I'm like, this doesn't do one thing for me. There wasn't one moment in that stadium that brought me one moment of happiness. Cheerleaders, I was like, you're kind of cute. I kind of like that. And I was close enough to see them. You know, it wasn't like these were bad seats. But uh, the whole experience, just seeing people get drunk and people like... The biggest conversation, the, the, the deepest thing they can talk about that day was, oh, that was a good hit. I just, I don't get it. And I think dads who bond with their kids at football games, you got to do more than that. You got to do more. So, um, but anyway, Tony and I, Tony's sitting in here, he of BayAreaLoanSource.com. Him and I went to see, uh, I dragged you to the bleachers not, a lot, not long ago. Yeah. Nice part of town in Oakland. Uh, Fox Theater, which... 20 years ago, that part of town was not the greatest. But real estate has changed as money's come in. And uh, you just talk to the drivers, you know, the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers who uh, say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's a different neighborhood for sure. A lot less crime. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, I enjoyed how easy it was to get in and out of there. And there's great restaurants close by. Yeah. So a lot of good condos went up, a lot of great shops. Um, some people took some risks and they paid off uh, as far as business wise goes. And uh, the condos are doing very well. And it's e- such an easy access point for all the highways and getting in and out. So, uh, you know, we, we love seeing that Oakland and uh, other parts of the Bay Area have done these types of ch- have had these types of changes. What made me, you know, interested was probably about hmm, 10, 12 years ago, a friend of mine he has an, uh, he's Caucasian. He's married to an Asian woman with a really hardcore Asian family. Like they speak no English. Um, and they bought a restaurant in downtown Oakland and it got great Yelp reviews, great open table reviews. And, you know, he's sitting there explaining everything at, at dinner. I'm like, I don't know. Is, is, is this part of Oakland going to be a sustainable and, uh, slowly and slowly and slowly. It's a great part of town now. And, uh, but I know that in my head, I was like, Oh, I have, I would buy in San Carlos or Palo Alto. San Francisco makes a lot more sense to me than, and the upside was there. So it was tough for us to see it. So yeah, it can be some good downtown living. There's uh, quite a few changes going on in West Oakland. You know, the last major city in, in the Bay, no, no, the last major city in, in California that I'm now starting to give people advice to consider. Um, you want to take a guess? Richmond? No, no. Think further South, further South. Yeah. Got to go almost to Mexico. San Diego? San Diego. Yeah. You could still get a big old house for $600,000 in the outskirts. Um, and it is San Diego, so it's got great weather. Well, in, in, in my line of work, we reach out to a lot of people, and a lot of people reach out to us, and we experience quite a few scenarios, and we are seeing a lot of people basically spreading out all of California. We have somebody looking at a second home in Sacramento, second home in Sacramento. Yeah. He's buying a $500,000 house. It's a 31, 3,100 square foot uh, property. And he's saying that's more than that's less than the equity I have in my property in San Francisco, right. uh, the San Diego's, the, the Tahoe's we have people moving up to Redding, um, which is I think booming right now. And then, I mean, pretty much everywhere in California, we're seeing a lot more people looking in California, but not the Bay Area, uh, so to speak. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you stay classy, San Diego. That's exactly right. Um, what's interesting about 
you know, just from talking with different people um, and from knowing families now in the Bay Area for 15 years, I've seen families move to San Diego. I've seen them move to Austin. I've seen them move to um, uh, smaller cities outside of the uh, oh, the Bay Reno, Area. Even the Renos, the Vegas, the, the Boise's, Denver's. This. I don't see a lot of Vegas. But I, I think what's interesting is I'm seeing families move. And what, what am I seeing coming in? Single people. Yeah. So who are willing to live a much smaller lifestyle. And uh, sometimes they, you know, marry well and it pays off. There's good jobs here for sure if you're willing to live small. But while I was in Santa Clara last week, um, I stayed at the Embassy Suite. No, not the Embassy Suites. Um, not the Hilton, it was the Hyatt. And uh, just driving around the Hyatt, I was stunned to see this. Um, four trailer parks. Massive, huge trailer parks. I'm like, it, it, it's not dawned on me that a city like Santa Clara can have that many freaking fragging trailer parks. So I'm like, it's now starting to make sense because, like, where do the single people live? And there's no shame in living in a trailer park in the Bay Area. You know, there are nice homes. You don't have any yards or anything well, like that. It wasn't too long ago where we were hearing about companies opening up their parking lots to uh, extended stay vehicles um, and even companies that were leasing vehicles to people to live in yeah. vans. Um, and, you know, if your work has a shower and a gym, maybe everything plays out for you, you know, to, to live in that, that, that parking lot. So Santa Clara though, I don't know how the city got away with putting in trailer parks and not apartments or condos with storefronts. Um, to me, it's just, it's crazy. And they're, I'm, what I'm telling you, they're four. Every one of them was the size of like three football fields. They were huge, just stacked, you know, uh, trailer on top of 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 trailer. Um, so I was a little surprised by that because you think of the Bay Area, you think million dollar house, million and a half dollar house. You don't think six thousand dollars rent. You, you never know how much is it. Look it up. It, it's probably quite a bit of rent. The, land, the landowners are probably breaking it in. Yeah, because people are real close to their jobs. Yep. And uh, I don't know. So it's it's interesting because I I once was proposed a business plan someone came to me and said you know i want to own trailer parks and i'm like that makes no sense you like your clientele would no no but trailer parks in santa clara maybe maybe so and uh i think he was pretty wealthy if i remember correctly and he might have owned one of those in santa clara it was somewhere on the peninsula and i was like no but our perceptions changed whether it be oakland or santa clara yeah yeah you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does all my loans. He's doing a loan for me right now. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I am your Google. Don't ask Google questions, but here are the questions that people ask Google. Great Google movie. Drum roll, please. Number 10. This is a top 10 list. How to save for retirement at 40. Number 9. 
how to save for kids' college. Number eight, how to save for a vacation. Number seven, how to save for an apartment. Sound familiar? Number six, how to save for a down payment. Number five, how to save for a wedding. I can fix that one for you. Don't do it. Number four, how to save for college. I can do that one for you. Uh, No English majors, no uh, liberal arts majors, uh, only math and science. Number three, how to save for a car. Number two, how to save for retirement. And the number one how to save question in America via Google, how to save for a house. I kind of like that. It goes wedding, college, car, retirement, house. I kind of like to switch retirement to house is the number one question. But I get it. Um, those are all financial questions. This is a show all about that, right? You know, the how to save for a vacation. I remember in my 20s, I thought I had to go to like big name destination vacations like Paris or Toronto, Vancouver, Canada, San Diego, California, the Riviera, all the fabulous places where people go on vacation. In my head, that was vacationing. And you know what? I was wrong. In your 20s, you're young, you're beautiful, your body works. If you can find an attractive mate, someone who's attractive to you, that's when you should be like driving up and down the coast and camping. Later in life, you can do those expensive ones. So I got some opinions. Anyhow and anyway, um, those are the biggest questions people have about money, according to Google. It's kind of interesting. Now, two-income couples are surprisingly unprepared for retirement. That's one of those things that I grew up in a one-income household. My dad brought home the bacon. My mom fried it up in a pan. You know, like, we were cliche Americans. Now, two-income couples are surprisingly unprepared for retirement, and that's a shocker. We have the little monkey. Mama takes some time off to raise a little monkey. But we're still kind of running it and burning the candle at both ends, right? One other couple receives Social Security spouse's benefit equal to 50% of the breadwinners, while two other couples do not. That's just another problem that two other couples often don't save enough in their 401k. Since two other households generally earn more than one other households, they need more savings. But only about half of the private sector workers have a workplace retirement plan. So a lot of people still aren't doing it right. I, my advice is save as much as you can early in life. When you are dual earners, try to try to save some money. Um, I eat leftovers. I have no problem doing that. Some people do. You know, this is hilarious. I once had a really good friend in college, and she was telling me about what it's like to be... She was kind of a pretty girl. So she had pretty girl problems. And she goes, when I was a little girl, I had dreams that I would go out to dinner every night with a different guy in the big city... And I'd get a doggy bag from the restaurant. Oh, it was such a what? Like that was her, that was her end goal was to go to nice restaurants, eat well, and bring home leftovers. But kind of bringing home leftovers doesn't really add up, though, right? That's not how any of this works. My advice is try to be savers instead of spenders early in life, but don't be afraid to spend later in life. 
That's I know you're saying that's very very wise, Rob. Because when you're young and you're saving, you get that ability of how shall we say time is on your side. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are trolling one another. Oh no! When billionaires feud, um, Elon Musk tweeted at Jeff Bezos, calling him a copycat. Now, hasn't Elon Musk gotten into enough troubles with tweeting recently? Amazon's plan to launch 3,200 satellites into orbit with the intention of delivering high-speed internet to the globe's more remote regions. It's called Project Kuiper. And Musk is trolling to Amazon about it because he's like, yeah, we kind of already said we were going to do that. I know you're saying billionaire problems. Can, can I just get a Whopper with made with real meat instead of the vegetarian Whopper? No. No. Now you got to get the Miracle Whopper. Anyhow, and anyway, where is the beef? That's a very good question. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, So don't be shy. Tiger Woods is back. Uh, One of the things I've noticed with him playing golf recently is he's not using Nike clubs because Nike doesn't make clubs anymore. When Tiger Woods went down, he brought the golf division of Nike down with it. Kind of interesting, right? Oh my god, no You're going, I had no clue. But yes. Yes. Tis true, tis true. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So Tiger Woods, back in golf and how important it is to uh, endorse clubs. Now, here's a question. Is that endorsement wearing the logo on your clothes still as worth as much as maybe getting a YouTube influencer? I would think the YouTube influencer starting to win out. I like studying rich cop companies, rich people, rich families. The rich families is one of the best. The origin stories of superheroes, you always got to like. Peter Parker, teenage kid, wants to kiss a girl, gets these incredible powers. With great power comes great responsibility. Can't kiss girls because bad guys will kill girls. Right? The origin stories of companies like Bacardi, Suntory, and Campari are kind of like superhero stories. You can play the music. Because the thirst for rum has pumped billions of dollars into a family's coffers. Maybe they're not superheroes. Maybe they're evil geniuses. But the Bacardi family goes back to 1862. Can you imagine winning that lottery of a ticket of a family? Bacardi rum and Cokes are thrown back every day. About six million of them. It's a classic cocktail. It's known as the Cuban Libra. Sells 17 million cases of Bacardi rum a year. And then you get other families like the Negronis, um, Contro. It's pretty interesting when you start thinking about drinking dynasties, right? I know you're like, whoa. Some of them go back really, really far. Contro, Remy Contro. My name is. Era Dubradu. The Dubradus. 1724. That's 1,300 years of passing the, the, the company down in the family. Whoa. Not too shabby, right? How about Campari? They've been around since 1860. These are all billion dollar brands. Pernod Ricard. 
1805. But the Santori, the Saji and Tori families, and that's how you get Santori, you kind of merge those two names. Uh, $22 billion. So yes, you can look at the origin stories of superheroes. You can look at the origin stories of, of wealth. And that's one where you're keeping a family business in the family, right? So estate planning laws are kind of important. Making sure your kids have a trust is kind of important so they they can't go out and be like a Paris Hilton and be known for kind of a sex video and saying the phrases, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. Now again, I, I don't take anything away from either Hilton girl. Uh, both of them have, have developed huge brands in fashion and partying. Um, and there, there's something to be said for that. That takes effort. 800-516-1228. Teacher calls in the air. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey says he only eats one meal a day and fasts all weekend. And people are concerned that he has an eating disorder. Let, who cares? That's the one that I'm going to throw out there. Who cares? Now, the anti-vax commentary... <laughs> Get vaccinated or go live in a cave. So we all have like these wellness habits and these like these ideas, right? And we're all opinionated. No one really, really wants to hear them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Ed Yardini says the stock market can keep rising. Interesting. Basically saying that capitalism has kind of got a little mixed up with throwing the Federal Reserve going on hold and not letting capitalism be capitalism's thing kind of extending the winning streak. Boeing. Obviously, 2019 is going to be an interesting year. Obviously, there was plane crashes with the Boeing 737 MAX that they had to get their ducks in an order and, you know, deliver a safety solution. But on top of it, they have to continue to make planes and deliver planes. Those are not easy things to do. Now, they've lost an order. So when they do their conference calls, those are a good one to listen in on. Um, if you've never listened to a conference call, I highly suggest you do at some point in time. Speaking of which, um, I've got a lot of great downloadables. You can find them at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There are many ways to skin a cat. Mom always said... You can start from the back to the front. You can go with the hind legs. You can put it in a blender. That'll skin it. You get the point, right? I throw that out there because it's one of those things that we always say that we remember. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. And it doesn't even make any sense because we don't skin a lot of cats in our lives anymore, do we? Uh, but... I bring that up because it's a phrase like Wall Street is a roller coaster. No, it's not. And you don't skin cats. And yet we carry scars of, of fear of losing money. We all carry some sort of scar, right? I love scars. 
I once dated a person who uh, the black part of her eye, and don't ask me to say what it is. I think it is the iris, or I don't even know. But the black part of her eye, she had blue eyes, and there's a little black hole in the middle, right? Pupil? That's her pupil, I guess. And uh, when she was born, there was it was a birth defect because it, it broke, like an egg yolk, it broke. So the black part of her eye turned into, basically, instead of being a round circle, it was a keyhole. So the blue part of her eye wasn't perfectly round, or wasn't roundish. It had black bleeding into it to make like a black keyhole. She was embarrassed by it. And I was like, I think it's the coolest scar I've ever seen. It's, it's beautiful. The beauty is in flaws, right? The beauty is not in perfection. And I think beauty is in discipline. You know what makes me better invested in you is that I'm more disciplined. And I do it every day. It's 130% true. Do you know why I do a better radio show than all other financial radio shows? Because I do it every day. I care about it. Winning. I want want to tell the truth. I want to show you that it's not a roller coaster. I want you to see, like, like Wall Street is not the Wizard of Oz that people make you think it is. Look behind the curtain. He's just a normal dude. But there's people on radio and television and commercials that come across as, I'm smarter than you. I'm not smarter than you. I just outwork you. I'm disciplined. And if you can approach Wall Street with a discipline, you'll go far in life. So, yes, there is some things about never touching hot stoves. And, yes, there are some things about never touching stocks that you don't, hot stocks that you don't understand. So, once you have your investment strategy, try not to deviate too much. And when you're very, very young, I call it wealth accumulation. You're taking a portion of your paycheck and you're putting it into a broad swath of capitalism named a stock index. And if you don't like capitalism... That's fair. But I'd rather you join us versus shooting yourself in the foot. I, I didn't give birth to a kid, but I was part of the process, right? And you love your kids, and you're like, don't touch the hot fire. Because I once touched a hot, hot stove, right? And it burned me. And you don't want them to get burned because you love them. But you have to keep saying it again and again and again so that they get disciplined in their head. You wish that you only had to say it once, but why am I saying it the ninth time? I got a little testy last night. I was trying to listen to some TV and kept getting interrupted. I said, can you please be quiet? After years and years and years of saying, don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking to a print. Don't interrupt me. And you keep getting, so you sometimes get frustrated, right? Can't let frustration come into investing. You can't say I've had that stock for two years or that index for two years and it hasn't done anything. Um... A diet of a healthy diet and exercise will keep you pretty healthy in your life. You don't have to do a lot. I don't know what the statistics are. Is losing weight 80% diet and 20% exercise? I don't know. I'm not doing that show. But I can tell you, if you stay disciplined and have a healthy diet and exercise, it likely goes good places. I know, I know. You're saying that. I've seen people die on treadmills. Oh, snap. Um, you got to be careful with stock tips. I don't like stock tips. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends. You can't pick your friend's nose. Oh, I don't want my friends picking stocks for me. Um, I'm not passionate when it comes to investing. I'm diligent. Sooner or later, you are going to get burned with a bad stock or a bad index. 
good friend of mine, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoansHorse.com, called me yesterday. He goes, what's happening to all my healthcare stocks? And he owns a healthcare sector fund that got hit because some Democrats running for president have said, we want free healthcare. We want to shake. We want to shake up the healthcare system, my buddy. And they probably, if they get in power and there's enough of them, and maybe that can happen. I didn't think the Republicans pull off a massive tax cut, but they had the power of, the, of both houses of Congress and a president who said, let's do this. And they pushed it through. Now, the same fear, on the other hand, with the Democrats and trying to reform health care has caused health care stocks to become a little bit cheaper. My personal opinion is health care stocks help us live. Health care companies help us live longer lives. They do things like take away infections and take away diseases. And I, I think that's a good thing. And I think in the long term, yeah, there's some flaws in the system. I, I think Viagra at one point in time was selling for like $10 a pill. And you're like, why is it so much? And you, you learn like Viagra in Canada is like, it's free. Oh, we get, we get Viagra free with our, 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 our toastios. And why do Canadians wear toques? Why not just call it a warm hat? Why you got to call it a toque? I don't know. Take off. Anyway, um, you hoser. Take off, you hoser. Um, I love Lake Tahoe, but the drive to Lake Tahoe stinks. But I have to stay passionate that I love Lake Tahoe. I have to be diligent about getting there. I have to lose the passion about, I can't let the road rage take over. I got to say, it's a long drive to Tahoe. Sometimes there's a lot of traffic to Tahoe. A long flight to Hawaii. Sometimes it's bumpy, but it pays off. Same thing with investing. You kind of have to put up with some turbulence, but you'll get there. You have to put up with some things that make you a little nervous. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.